Hey, my loves. Welcome back to a brand new podcast episode eight. Okay, so I just finished watching Disenchanted on Disney Plus, and I've got a lot of thoughts. Okay, so first of all, this movie's long. I was not expecting this movie to be so long. Oh, Alan Menken. Um, this movie is, yeah, it's pretty much an hour and 50 minutes. I don't remember how, how long or short the first was, but this movie feels long. Um, I, I, the song you're hearing now is called Love is Power by Adina Menzel. Probably the most memorable song in the movie. Um, there was another one that Morgan sings that I actually quite like too, but uh, it was, okay, let me, let me just go with the positives. First of all, it was great to see the cast again. It was great to see Adina Menzel. It was great to see, um, J- James Marsden, my favorite, um, Always great to see Patrick Dempsey too whenever he's in something and great to see um, Miss Amy Adams, of course, the star of the movie and the daughter played by um, the, the daughter Morgan. It's good to see her actress come back for this too. Um, yeah, this movie just, I mean, this song is, it's a great song. I love Adina's part in this song. Um, so good. Also, the newer cast was really interesting too. I love Maya Rudolph. Um, Alan Tudyk is in this, which he's an epic... Alan Tudyk is just the go-to guy, I guess, for Disney. Like, they have no one else to go to because he's literally in every one of their films. And I'm like, I like him, but I'm so tired of hearing his voice and everything. But to be fair, when I was growing up, Jim Cummings was in everything, too. So, I mean, and if Disney was ever like, we want you in all of our movies, I'd be like, doing it. So, I can't even really be upset because if that was me, I would gladly take it. Um... So, oh gosh, where to start? Man, sing it, Adina. Yes. Remind us why you're in this movie. <laughs> I think, you know, after Elsa, I think Disney realized what they had on their hands and were just like, why did we sleep on her in the first movie? Like, what? Why did we sleep? Why did we do this? Um, anyway, I'm going to just kind of avoid the rest of the music except for the Morgan song. Um, yeah, so anyway. This movie takes place um, about 10 years after the story of the first. Um, Giselle and her family are moving from New York to, I forget what the place is called. It's like Monalasia or Mana something, Mana Valley, whatever, um, to get away from the city. Um, But she's kind of like, she's ready to go, but everyone else is having like their regrets. Like Morgan loves the city life, obviously. She's, you know, she's a teenager. It's all she's ever known. And then Robert's kind of like not excited about moving either, but they're doing it for Giselle. They just had a baby. So they're really excited to kind of start their life somewhere else. Um, and so they end up, you know, moving to this small town because Morgan is, because she's a teenager now, she's changing and becoming very broody like teenagers do. And Giselle feels like she can't really reach Morgan. It, it's uncharted territory for her um, coming from Adelasia. And so she ends up, you know, saying, like, we're going to move, we're moving for, like, Morgan thinks that she's moving for herself, but she's really moving, like, Giselle's really moving them for the relationship to save the magic, preserve the magic, because that's what Morgan, you know, we remember her in the first movie, she was so in awe of Giselle and the magic that she brought, so she figured moving her somewhere that would be kind of like that would work out, but 
when they get there, things are not done. The house is still being renovated. Um, and then, like, Morgan's clothes catch on fire um, in this beautiful room that Giselle made for Morgan, which has, like, little hints of, like, frozen things in there, too. Like, there's little Easter eggs in this movie, just like the first one. Um, however, the first one was just, you can't top Enchanted, in my opinion. You can't top the original. And I think that's the problem, is that Disney makes really great, like, first movies and these newer movies that like I, I don't want to say no one asked for this because we did ask for Enchanted 2 years and years and years ago and now that it's here I, I'm not gonna lie to you I'm probably not gonna watch this movie like I might watch it one more time and then that's literally it like and I just found out the first one is is around the same amount of time so the first one is a little bit shorter but not too much shorter but this movie just felt like it dragged on it really really did um and I'm mad about that because I loved the first movie so much. But I think I loved it for the reasons why I don't love this one. Like, the Disney Easter eggs in the first one were super cute. And, like, just putting them in a real-world world setting was cute. This is totally different. This is, like, the real world going into Adelasia and, and vice versa. And it's, it's just, there's a lot of stuff happening in this film. And... I think because of all the new Disney remakes, like the live action remakes, I think it does kind of taint this movie, if that makes sense, because I'm used to, I'm, I've seen what it's like for these movies to come to life now. Like back when Enchanted first came out, it was different. It was something kind of new. And she was a mix of all the princesses and we got to see little things and, and nods like Judy Kahn from Pocahontas in that movie, Paige O'Hare from Beauty and the Beast. Of course, Miss, um, oh my God, Jodie Benson from Little Mermaid and a little things like that, little nods to, to the original films. Um, and then Giselle being just a perfect blend of the different girls. What's this one? What's this one? I'm trying to hear. Oh, okay, that's I, not the song I like. Um, anyway, I think because of all the newer live action remakes, this just feels like another one kind of you know like i said when the first enchanted came out it was something new but now with shows like once upon a time where we've seen all the stories intertwined with like enchanted did it first or you know was one of the first to do it but now that we're so oversaturated in these things it just feels like it kind of feels like the muppet movies but i mean like that's what enchanted kind of like the original enchanted was kind of like that too you know sort of like whimsical silly but but blends the world of our world with the muppets this just felt I don't know like Robert was so like the guys were so sidelined in this movie Robert was like the hero of this movie like because okay so basically anyway getting back to the story um they moved to this brand new town Maya Rudolph is like like the queen of this town basically like she's like you know the the perfect mom her son is the jock and you know um uh Morgan the uh Giselle's daughter is kind of like in awe of him or whatever um they're also having this new child and that kind of makes Morgan feel like she's you know not as important because the new baby and then like um Robert not Robert Edward and um Adina Menzel's character Nancy come over to the real world and like they say like you're the first daughter born of Adelasia and here like you're so important it makes Morgan feel very less than and she starts calling Giselle her stepmother and so it's just, the, the the divide is there um but they give the baby a wand and then she can make a wish or whatever and there's a scroll if she, if she all she has to do is like talk to the scroll and ask the scroll questions all this, the the scroll questions all this stuff um whatever so then Giselle decides to make a wish that she could have a life like a fairy tale again because that's what she misses and when she makes that wish she doesn't realize that she's taking the magic 
from Adelasia and sucking it into her world. So she wakes up the next morning and everything is very whimsical and the way she wants it to be. Morgan is just happy to do house chores and, and Robert is like a, like a hero and she's just like a fairy tale princess. She's very happy. Pip comes back um, to kind of help her out in this new world um, that she's built and she starts realizing that she, because of the wish she made, she's kind of setting the stage for everyone to be what they're supposed to be. So Morgan is supposed to be the stepdaughter who is like the Cinderella character, which would make her the stepmother. So she's turning into the fairy tale version of what she is in real life because Morgan calls her stepmother. She is a stepmother. So she goes into the role of being the wicked stepmother. So every time the clock chimes in town, it just uh, further and further brings her into the stepmother role. So she's kind of dueling herself she's Giselle but then she's also this wicked stepmother because she can't help it um and because she is the wicked stepmother now um Pip turns into like this cat because a wicked stepmother can't have a cute little sidekick she has to have a cat um and then um obviously Maya Rudolph becomes the evil queen of the town so we have this evil queen versus the stepmother and they do this little musical number which I wasn't really a big fan of like I loved the idea of them together but I the execution was just questionable um I just, it just, ugh, this movie. And then it was so heavily Cinderella, too. I think that was an issue as well. Like, the first movie was a lot of Little Mermaid, which is why I loved it. But there was a lot of different things here and there and everywhere from different films. This was so Cinderella. Like, she's the evil stepmother. There's the evil cat. Then you, she, uh, the evil queen, like, uh, Maya Rudolph's character, she had two... Uh, of her right-hand ladies, which were very Anastasia and Drizella, to her evil queen. Um, it was, it was just, it was a lot. We had the three good fairies from Sleeping Beauty. That was cute to see that. Um, but there was just, it was, it was just a very heavy. There was like a Rapunzel vibe too, because she is like the stepmother and she locks Morgan up in a tower at one point. Because she, again, she's fighting herself and her urges as the evil stepmother. So there's like a party that Maya Rudolph's character is throwing and she wants everyone to come in town, including Giselle. Um, and again, just like Giselle, because she's the evil stepmother, she locks the daughter up in the tower. And the daughter is getting, like, she, Morgan is starting to get into this boy um, who's like the Prince Charming of the town, sort of. It's kind of like a, um, a Edward and um, uh, Nar Narcissa, or Narissa, whatever her name was. Narcissa, I think it was, from the first movie. Their relationship is stepmother and son and him being the, like the doe-eyed prince. It's kind of like a retelling of the first movie in a sense and, and I guess in this movie Giselle is uh Morgan is kind of the Giselle of this film it, it's kind of like that a little bit um and like I said I love Morgan's song that she sings I thought that was super cute a lot of the there was a lot of moments in the movie that were very cutesy and very like okay I like this I'm here for this like there were parts of it that like I was just really really into I liked the the song that Giselle sings with the people in town when she first um uh realizes she's in a fairy tale world. I like that. Again, I love Morgan's song and then I love Adina Mendel's song about like uh wishes or whatever the fuck. That one is a really good song. Like and it reminds you of why you love Adina. It's just it's so good. Anyway, um so yeah they uh the Giselle decides I wanna have the, the, the town. I might as well be queen of the town. What am I doing? Just being an evil stepmother. I want to be the ruler of the town. But before she does that, she pushes Morgan through the wishing well, just like 
what happened to her, but instead she's pushing her into Adelasia because she realizes that she, now that Giselle has made this spell, it's going to become permanent at midnight and she can't stop herself. So Morgan has to cross over and let them know what's happening and so they can come and save the town. And Robert's out doing like heroic deeds except not being so heroic and it's just there's that part um anyway so um Giselle ends up going to the ball and she has a plan to so okay the baby has a wand and the the two like Anastasia and Drizella ladies they take the wand uh for Maya Rudolph's character so she can become stronger as the queen and stop anything Giselle's trying to do to take her place um and so they have like a duel like they you know one must die whatever um and so Morgan ends up going to Andalasia, realizing Andalasia is being destroyed. And um, there's this little memory tree that Giselle has made for her in her room um, that I think Morgan took down. I'm pretty sure she was just kind of irritated with her. She took, took it down before things got magical. Um, and then they, she in Andalasia is told by Dina Menzel's character, like, oh, the, the wishing tree or the memories tree is real. Um, and we can go to Giselle's house and find it. So they go back to Giselle's house from the first movie, The Little Enchanted House, and they see that there's an actual wishing tree outside of it, but because or a memory tree outside of it, but it's, the magic is dying because Adelaide is dying because of the spell Giselle cast. Um, Morgan's able to kind of spark life back into the tree, and they realize that she's the key to get, you know, to get the magic going and to save everyone, blah, blah, blah. So... Adina sings her beautiful song about memories and the magic and memories and it's great. Um, and they go back to Adelasia, but Prince Edward is like, I'm going to stay or yeah, Edward is, I'm going to stay. It's hard because Robert and Edward are both like Robert Pattinson names. And so I'm trying to remember like, okay, Edward, Robert, Edward, it, it's, it's confusing. Anyway, Prince Edward stays behind to watch over Adelasia. And so they go back and they try to stop Giselle from, from ruining everything, but it's too late. Um, Robert and the the new prince boy, whatever his name is, they're trying to stop the clock from striking 12 to make sure that Giselle's spell isn't permanent. Um, but again, the magic is dying. And if the magic dies, Adelasia dies. And if Adelasia dies, everyone from Adelasia dies too. And so there's this really, really touching moment that almost made me cry between Giselle and Morgan. And, and honestly, I almost started with Edward. With, with Edward and Adina Menzel's character, Nancy. I almost started there. Cause I'm like, I internal, I realize this when I watch Disney movies sometimes, I internalize and that's a problem. I have to, like not even just Disney movies, I have to stop internalizing. I'm such a like mama and daddy's boy that anytime something happens in movies to a parent, I just start to like, it, it, there's certain, there's certain things that hit me really, really hard in movies sometimes. And whenever there's that moment of like a parent passing away or a parent close to death or whatever, and just them, I, my mom and I have that kind of relationship where like, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna get into, cause I'll, I'll, I'll actually start crying. I, I cannot, I've had a week, you guys. Like I've had a week mentally. I've had, and that's probably why I've put out so many episodes lately is I've had a really stressful week, honestly. And I just don't, I don't want to taint this. I don't want to taint this and get personal. I'm not, I don't want to do that because I'm going to start crying. I don't want that. Anyway, there's just a moment in the movie that was just very like, okay, this is pulling. Stop pulling. Like you're, you're pulling me. Please stop pulling. And Amy Adams is just really, I, she's a great actress. She really is. Even doing movies like this, like she's still really good. And when she, I feel like when she cries, it definitely is from a place of like real life stuff. And it's just like, it, there was just a scene that really was like, hey, this is, I came here to, for shits and giggles and to laugh. This, this is, you're doing a lot. Um, but it was cute. Anyway, so 
there's magic and Morgan is the one who really helps things along, get back to normal. No one dies, surprisingly, that I can remember. And basically, um, they end up saving Adelasia and saving our world as well. Um, everyone goes back to the way they were. And Maya Rudolph's character and Amy Adams' Giselle character, they end up becoming really good friends and kind of, like, opening up a spot for her on, like, the moms of, um, what is it? Monroe Valley, whatever. Monroeville. Um... They, they end up opening up a spot for her. Robert has a business. He Instead of going to all the way to uh, New York by bus, he's deciding to have a small business in town. Um, the baby's doing well. I feel like the baby was just so pointless. Like, the only reason why she was there was just to make a wedge between Giselle and Morgan and Morgan feeling like she's not important. Like, that's literally the only plot device the baby brings. She does nothing. I'm not, like, hating on the little actress at all. She's, she's a baby. She did her job. I just feel like, why was the character written in this in the first place? Like, y'all could have gone so many ways with this sequel. And, like, seeing Giselle kind of go back and forth between being wicked and good was cute for a little bit. That was actually kind of cute for a little bit. But I don't, I don't know. I just, this movie just felt so long. And maybe it's because I'm tired and I've watched a lot of things today. But this movie really did feel so long. Um... And just, like, there were times I'm like, this this could be over now. Like, we, we, we don't need this. Like, I think there's, like, the, the, the big fight scene between the two ladies happened and with, like, 30 minutes left of the film. That's so why I was like, there's so much more film left. Like, why are we doing this now? I, I can't imagine it being... But, I mean, the ending was decent, for sure. It, it, was, it was cute. Um, I, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like with a lot of these newer... Like I said, with a lot of the newer, like sequels and stuff it's like why did did we need this or because like i don't know like this movie a lot of people myself included have been waiting for a sequel for years and years and years and i think back when you know amy adams was doing like the muppet movie and i was like oh my gosh like please let this you know jump into a, a an enchanted sequel like i just feel like we waited too long and then just too much happened over time and then this is what we got and I'm not saying what we got was terrible. It's not a terrible movie by any means. It's just not something I would watch over and over again like the first movie. I watched... And maybe maybe that's not the movie. Maybe it's me. Maybe I've just grown up so much and I've seen so much now that is similar to Enchanted that I'm like, I don't need Enchanted 2, actually. I'm kind of good. I don't know. But there were... Like, what I liked about the first one, I loved that she was in New York City, but then there was still, like, magic stuff and there was little Easter eggs. And there's Easter eggs all over this film that I haven't even discovered. I've only seen the movie once. But it just isn't the same. It just... It, it's not... And it's... I, I guess it's not meant to be the same, but it, it should feel... <sighs> maybe a little more cohesive than it, than what it ended up feeling like. But it was, like I said, there were moments in the movie where I'm like, yes, I'm living for this. I love this. There were some things I didn't love. But Enchanted, the first Enchanted was just perfect. And the music, the music in the first Enchanted, like I still sing Happy Little Working Song. I still sing So Close. I still sing That's How You Know. I still sing those songs. From this brand new movie, I might like dabble in the Adina Menzel song, I might dabble in the song Morgan Sings, but that's really it. In the first movie, I loved all of the songs. I just thought it was so well put together. It was perfect. It was such a good 
movie. Like just just everything. Even like the, the I think the chimney sweeps uh from Mary Poppins were in that movie as well. Um and then some of the ladies were in the movie as well from Mary Poppins. So there was a lot of really cool Easter eggs in the first film that I really enjoyed. And I wanted to see more of that in this film. I, I just felt like we were just I get it. It was meant to be opposite of the first film, right? Because it's Giselle coming into our world and her bringing the magic of Annalasia into our world, but also New York's good in New York, where this was different. This was like Giselle bringing her magic into a small town and then bringing actual Annalasia into this this small town. But the small town wasn't converting over to Adelasia. Maybe that would have been cool, like to see Prince Edward and uh, Nancy's world being kind of turned upside down, but in a human world way, because we've seen him in the human world, but we haven't seen him have to live in it, if that makes sense. So maybe if they had done it that way, where the magic was switching and worlds were colliding in these, these kind of interesting ways versus Adelasia's magic just dying and Adelasia dying with it. Like maybe if they had switched roles, that might've been interesting versus is what we got I guess like I don't, I don't know I just it just uh. but I can't I'm not mad with the movie or upset like I don't think it's a bad movie I'm not saying it's bad at all I just don't think it had I don't think it captured me the way the first one did and maybe that could be because it was a different time in my life but I am like I consider Giselle like if I had a Disney like I want to be like this person, it's Giselle. Because I, I, I'm serious. Because she's just so whimsical and happy. And she looks at things, you know, the glass is half full. And she is a representation of all my favorite Disney characters, or at least my favorite Disney princesses. So I love her for that reason. Um, and that's why when I first saw the movie, I just was in love with it. And that's, it's so weird because watching this one, it's like, I've aged, I've grown. The character of Giselle is aged and grown, but it just feels so... It just, it just feels different. And um, I'm not saying it's bad. Again, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying it's not a film that I feel like I need to watch over and over. I'm good with what I saw. I might watch it again one of these days. I would. It's one of those movies I'm never going to sit through again the whole way through. I'll watch it in sections. I wanted to watch it the whole way through so I could do this. Um, and because I had hopes for it. Like I said, I can put on... I can put on Enchanted and love it and watch it over and over and over again. This is not one of those movies. It's it's just not. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I just there were a lot of it too that felt like Cinderella with Brandy. Some of those moments in like the marketplace and stuff felt like I've definitely seen this in another movie before. Like the original Enchanted, I none, none of it felt like Cinderella with Brandy, but th there were parts of this one that definitely gave me this was swiped from Cinderella with Brandy vibes, like completely. Even the like Anastasia and Gisella character, uh, Drizella characters kind of gave me that, uh, uh, which, which I mean, that's what Enchanted's good for though. Enchanted's supposed to do things like that and take nods from things that have already existed. So I'm not knocking it for that, but I am saying like, it just very much felt like been there, done that. And that's why I'm like, not with Enchanted. Enchanted should never feel that way because the first one didn't feel that way. The first one felt like, oh my God, this is this is such a nod to everything that I love in Disney where this one felt like... I'm not sure what it felt like, to be honest. I don't, I don't know. I Again, I liked parts of it, but I just think it went on too long. I think this movie really... There, there, was, a, there was a stopping point 
and it just kept going. And so I was kind of like, okay, at some point we're going to have to just wrap it up and just, I got, I got to go to bed. I got things to do. So, but I don't know. Like, I, I felt like the movie was a decent film. It wasn't a terrible film by any means. It just, it definitely is not what I thought it was going to be. I had, I, I mean, well, I think I had really high hopes for this film at the same time. I think I'm also a realist. So in my mind, I was like, I have such high hopes for this, but I'm prepared for it to not be that great. I said the same thing with another movie that people had high hopes for. Um, Pinocchio. That was another one that I was like, I'm going to go in with this, knowing that it's not going to live up to what I'm expecting, but hoping. Also, I just watched Smile, and I want to give my thoughts on Smile. I did not like that. Well, I didn't care for that movie. It wasn't that I hated it. I didn't care for it. It's completely not what I thought it was going to be. Um, there were moments in it that were cool and interesting, but for the most part, my dad and I sat there watching it going like, this is, this is Smile. Like, but I didn't expect a lot from Smile. I'll say that right now off the bat. I did not expect a lot from Smile and I didn't get a lot. So I'm glad I wasn't expecting that. But with this one, I, I went in with low expectations, but I was hoping to get like really happy ones. And I don't know. Like I said, there were parts of the movie that I loved and there were a lot of parts that I'm like, this just feels like it's running on. And Again, it was just sidelining Robert and Edward, two of the characters I really liked in the first film. Um, it was just so heavily Cinderella-focused that I'm like, I, I feel like I've been there, done this, bought that T-shirt. Like, th this is not... No, like, I don't know. And I, like even Maya Rudolph, like, I, I like her a lot. But I, again, I just feel like I've seen her in so much. It's like with, with the Alan Tudyk thing. It's like I've heard his voice in so many things. And I've seen her face in so many things recently that are kind of similar to this. That it just takes me out of it. It'd be kind of cool to see someone you don't normally see in these kind of movies in the sequel playing the villain like Susan Sarandon you don't normally see her in movies like this in my opinion um so it was cool to see her in the first one and then Patrick Dempsey you don't normally see him in movies like this either so it's kind of it was fun to watch them like actors and Amy Adams was still very brand new so it like you didn't really see these people in these kind of movies even James Marston I didn't see him in many movies like this before the first film but with this you know this new cast it's like a lot of the people that they chose and like yeah, I could see you in this. Yeah, it makes sense that you're in this. And I, I don't know. I, I really just don't know. But this, it was it was cute. I'm not hating on Maya Rudolph. I think she did a great job with what she had. Um, I just, there was, there was something about it. Something about this one that just didn't live up to what I thought it was going to. But you guys be the judge yourselves. Watch it on Disney+. Plus. I might give it a second watch. And if I feel differently about it, y'all will know about it because I will post about it. But yeah, Disenchanted is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to give this movie a solid 7. The first movie is a 10. I'm going to give this one a solid 7 because it's not a movie that I hate by any means. There's some really enjoyable parts. It was good to see the cast again. Um, but yeah, it just, it, this is not one that's, and now I'm like, after watching the second Hocus Pocus and this, I'm kind of convinced that we don't need a Princess Diaries 3. I said what I said, you guys. I, I like Princess Diaries 2 was cute. I think it's not, a, it, the first one is just, you can't beat it. It's, it's another one. The first one you can't beat. The second one is cute. 
And I think it came out at the right time in my life for me to appreciate it because it didn't come out too long after the first one. I think a third one, it would be hard to be good. If we're going based off of how Disney's doing these movies, it would be very hard to be good. So I'm saying right now, we don't need it. I'm just going to say it right now. We don't need it. We don't need it. We, we're greedy and we want too much. We don't need it. We don't. After watching this, I know we don't need it. Because I was waiting for that song. I was waiting for a song. Like, Adina Menzel's song is good. But I was waiting for a song to hit me. Like, that's how you know hit me. Like, so like so close hit me, bitch. So close hit me. And when they play so, uh, so close in World of Color, bitch, when I first heard that shit, I fell out. I was like, no, they didn't. No, you didn't throw some enchanted in this shit at a sad moment when Mufasa dies, bitch. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you get me. Yes. But this, this ain't it. Like, you could use a Dina Menzel song, though, in this movie and put it in a, in a nighttime Disney spectacular show, girl, somewhere in the parks. And I would live for that shit, because that song is, this song needs to be, do something with this song. Do something with this song. But, it you can't top what was already great. You just can't top what was already great. That's the first one. Um, so I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And I hope I'll get back to you soon with some more stuff. I do want to talk about Titan season four, episode four, because that was spicy, boys. It was spicy. I like, season four is doing some shit. It's it's dark and it's scary and I'm, I'm a little terrified, but season four is doing some shit. And I love the cast. I have to say, every time I watch an episode, I'm, Girl, whoever does, who, Starfire, I need to know her actress's name. It's hard to pronounce for me, but she, this, somebody give her no fucking award. Somebody give her an award for just being on that set because I'm telling you, she works. Just everything, the outfits, the, the hair, the attitude, what, everything she brings to the character of Starfire, bitch, she just, she does it. She just does it. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, DC, Amy Adams is, is the queen of DC right now because she's, she's Lois Lane in the Superman movies. So, you know, that's cool. So, you know what I'm saying? we keep it in the dc family i need to review nope and black adam i think black adam is now streaming i could be wrong but i know nope is so i'm gonna have to watch nope soon anyway guys i'll see you guys later Bye bye